0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Good afternoon, everyone, and we welcome you to Calvary Live. So blessed to be with you today. I am Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Greeley in Northern Colorado, and I am here once again to take your questions and your prayer requests. You just heard the number to call 303-690-3000. That is the call-in number for you to be able to ask your questions to give your prayer request. so we want to welcome all of you who are listening live on this beautiful colorado day and uh along the front range in uh colorado uh, listening live on grace fm welcome welcome it's so uh much of a blessing to be with you and to be able to uh be just um available to answer questions and and to take your prayer requests. Uh, I hope and pray that as you've been listening to Grace FM, you've been blessed today listening to the wonderful Bible teaching uh, that takes place all day long, 24-7. And uh, it is a tremendous blessing. So we're very grateful for this radio uh, station. We're very grateful for this program, Calvary Live, where you can call in and be blessed. And that's our desire, uh, to bless you, to encourage you, to pray with you. So, the call in number again is 303 690 3000. So, give me a call and uh, let's talk about the things of the Lord. As most of you know, there's a second uh, way that you can ask a question or a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line. No one will answer this number that I'm going to give to you, uh, but it's for texting only 720 336. 0897, that's 720 336 0897. And as we have time that permits, we will go to the text questions and the prayer requests and love to be able to do that. Make sure that you are safe as you are texting in uh, a question or a prayer request. So call in number 303 690 As most of you know how this works, call in now. We got all open lines. Uh, and as soon as the callers come in, we'll begin the show and we'll go to the callers and love to talk to you about the Lord, take you to the word of the Lord and uh, bless you in the name of the Lord. So uh, get on the phones and let's talk about the things uh, that are important to you and the questions that you have. Maybe your Bible reading has brought up a question. Maybe you heard a teaching. you like some clarity and understanding. Maybe perhaps that uh, you were asked by somebody you didn't know quite how to answer them. And we'll do our best to walk through the scriptures and uh, to see what God's Word has to say. I want to also welcome all those who are tuned in on the East Coast to Truth FM and Hope FM. We welcome you as well to call in at 303-690-3000. And that is the number that you can call. And uh, as you listen to Hope and Truth FM, of course, you are a week delayed, uh, but you can call in. We'll have our conversation. And then next week, you can listen to the program uh, and the conversation that we had. So give us a call. And uh, all you who are listening online, whether it's from the Grace FM app on your smartphones or on your tablets, uh, give us a call that will work anywhere in the United States, 303-690-3000. And uh, perhaps you're listening on your computer. I would encourage you, if you haven't done so, to download the Grace FM app. You can just, uh, in your search, just go to Grace FM Colorado, and it'll pull up, and it is free. And then you can uh, listen to Calvary Live, and you can listen to great Bible teaching as well. And then also, uh, just welcome all those who are listening and, and different parts of the t- Uh, world Uh, people we have tuned in uh, from all over and so we're so grateful to be able to connect with you and to bless you and to encourage you in the things of the Lord so give me a call 303-690-3000 and then the text line is 720-336-0897 and let's talk about the things of the Lord, and let's uh, go to God's Word together. Hope you're having a great day. Welcome all those again uh, up into southern Wyoming, um, along the Front Range in Colorado, and out into the panhandle of Nebraska. Love to hear from you guys. And so we got a couple open lines. We're going to go ahead and go to the phone lines, but as we are doing that, Grab one of those open lines, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to Chris in Denver. I'll have <laughs> Hi, Chris. Chris? <laughs> hello? Chris, are you there? Chris is here. Hi, Chris. You're on Calvary Live.
2: Well, hello. How you doing? Jessica? I'm good. How are you Jeff? doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. I, um, the reason why I called is, you know, I have this burden that has uh, been on my heart, and I've been doing nursing home ministry. The Lord called me to go to that nursing home three and a half years ago, and you're going to be preaching on Sunday. I went there, and sure enough, yeah, I've been doing that. Uh, before that, it was another nursing home for a year. Before that, it was uh, uh, for people with developmental disabilities, but mainly the elderly. You know, I used to go visit my grandfather when I was in junior high school in a nursing home. I'd go after school every day, and I think I've always had a, a burden for the elderly, and uh, the Lord has uh, put it in my life, and, you know, I didn't realize what a blessing it was going to be for those that are coming to the nursing home and going off into eternity, uh, especially those that who would have without knowing Christ. Uh, now, my, my prayer is um, for, you know, I've talked to a lady that came to the tuesday night service last week and she said you know i've been to a lot of nursing homes and there's nobody that comes in and shares the word of god you know and Mm -hmm. and i thought of this as that you know that this this something's that been on my heart for a lot of years but you know i really haven't done anything about it and our pastor was preaching on it this past sunday you know uh the burden that's on your heart you know about going out and doing something about it you know uh uh who will go for us and whom shall we send, you know, you know Isaiah, said, send me, Yeah, you know. Absolutely. And so my prayer is for um, um, the people who might have a burden for the elderly out there uh, to really consider their souls as well, you know, because there's uh, in the past three and a half years there's been at least a hundred that have gone on to be with the Lord, and many that have uh, wouldn't have known the Lord unless there was someone to stand in the gap to uh, declare the promises of God and his great love for them and how he uh, never will lead them or forsake them. And um, it has been um, something that's been on my heart. And if anyone's listening today, if they have a burden for the loss, just your local nursing home, there's, it's wide open. You know, all they need is uh, just a willing participant to go share the love of God with uh, those that, who are living out their last day.
3: Yeah, and certainly, you know, I'd love to pray with you about that. It is a very important ministry, and just listening to you and um, my dad uh, years ago, uh, when uh, he was suffering from Alzheimer's, we took care of him as long as we could, but there came a point in the last few months uh, of his life that we couldn't, and he was in a nursing home. He was in a life care center, and he loved coming to church, and, uh, and even though he had that dementia going on, Um, he would go to Bible study, and I was so appreciative of those who were willing to come and to teach the elderly there, like you said, and and you uh, remember that from your grandfather when you were younger. It's such a vital ministry. It's so important, and we don't want to forget about them, those who are in the nursing homes, those who are in the jails, and I just uh, want to kind of echo what you have said that there's ministry out there. There's opportunities. It's not just in the church, but there's opportunity to teach in the nursing homes because it's so needed, and they can't come to church. And I think it gives them an opportunity to be together with a group of other believers or those who are coming and to have interaction with the pastor, to have interaction with the Bible teacher, and that is important. And we live in a day and age where, yeah, we can listen online. I'm glad that that we have online you know, availability for those who are shut-ins or those who can't be in fellowship or perhaps those who are in, in nursing homes. But uh, we want to give opportunity for people to, to be able to uh, gather together with other Christians, whether they're young or old, um, and to be able to uh, hear a teaching. And so I appreciate your willingness to do that. God loves those people, and especially at the end of their life, to continue to receive comfort and truth of god's word and some of those in nursing homes maybe perhaps have never heard the gospel and and it is a critical critical uh ministry important ministry an opportunity to be able to give to them uh, the gospel and the truth of god's word before they do depart from this life uh other places jail ministry uh things like that and it's isaiah that uh as he heard the voice of the Lord in Isaiah 6, who shall go for us? And and Isaiah said, send me. And, and sometimes people think, well, where can I minister? How can I minister? Keep it in prayer. Keep seeking the Lord. And the Lord desires to, to use us in different places. So I appreciate your willingness to go to the nursing home, Chris. And Father, I pray for my brother. I, I thank you for his heart, for those who um, are in their last years, um, that in a place where they can come and uh, hear a Bible teaching and uh, be prayed for personally, hear the truth of God's Word in the Gospel. I pray for Chris that you continue to use him, to give him a heart for those that he's ministering to. I thank you for his availability. And, Lord, we just also want to pray for those who perhaps um, you're putting ministry on their hearts, that they would just trust you and and uh, the doors that you open, that they would go through and uh, that you desire to use us to be a voice of truth to others, uh, to give the message of hope to others, the gospel wherever that might be, whether it's a nursing home or whether it's in, um, you know, uh, opportunity at the workplace to get together before work, or maybe it's uh, in uh, a jail ministry, uh, because you desire for your word and gospel to go tr- forth to all. Uh, even as you desire for all men to come to the saving knowledge of the truth. So, Father, I thank you for Chris. Just bless him. uh, Encourage him. um, Just anoint him as he's ministering in
2: Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much. Love the show. um, And uh, God bless your day.
3: You too. Appreciate you calling, Chris. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, we got all open lines. So give me a call here on Calvary Live. This is Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Greeley with you today to answer your questions and uh, to uh, pray with you. And maybe perhaps you got a ministry that uh, the Lord has put on your heart. You want prayer. Uh, If there's any way I can encourage you in that. You know, here's the thing. He desires to use us. He desires to use us. You might think that I don't have much to offer. Uh, I'm reminded of uh, that story in the Synoptic Gospels. We're familiar with it. I believe, actually, it's in all four Gospels. It's one of the few stories that's recorded in all Of the Gospels but the feeding of the 5,000 and you recall that it was just a boy that gave a few uh, fish and loaves uh, to Jesus and he took it and he broke it and he he multiplied it and it fed 5,000 and they had 12 baskets left Um, here's the thing give the Lord what you have give him your heart your availability he'll gift you Um, he'll take it and he will use you to feed others Uh, but Uh, That little boy was available to be able to just give what he had and gave it to the Lord. And the Lord used it uh, to bless so many. And he wants to use you. He wants to bless you. He wants to use you. And uh, so uh, you be one that uh, just says, I'm available, Lord. And one of the things that I've always said to our congregation, your best ability is your availability you got to first of all be available willing to reach out to others whether that's teaching children in the children's ministry Uh, if god's called you to do that it's so important that we minister to those little ones um, especially in the day in which we're in or a nursing home or some other area of ministry maybe the lord has gifted you in serving in practical ways the the gift of service uh, ministration Um, to be able to to make a meal for somebody, to be able to, um, you know, fix a car for somebody, to be able to—we got guys that are so good with their hands uh, that can fix things, can build things— uh, so appreciative that it can be used in the body of Christ. So there's a great joy in serving the Lord. So uh, pray about how you can be used and how you can use your gift in the body of Christ. Well, we still got all open lines, so give me a call at 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And uh, so if you've been wanting to call in, this is a great time. Grab one of those open lines, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. The text number is 720 336 0897 is the number for you to be able to text in a question or a prayer request we're going to go to the de- uh, to the text line while we're waiting for the phones to ring and a question came in pastor Jeff do you think that there will be christian persecution in our country or revival your thoughts and i think that's a very good uh, question to ask uh, i pray for revival i hope that there is revival uh, we need to be praying for a great awakening in our nation because our nation as a whole uh, is getting further away from the Lord. We see that, and uh, we see spiritual decline that has taken place. Uh, we see things declining morally, uh, and uh, there is more of an affront on the Word of God and on Christianity than ever before. So we want to pray for, especially in being in uh, a year where we're in an election year, uh, be praying for our country, for uh, we're to call to pray for leaders. I was reading from First Timothy chapter two yesterday because yesterday was um, President's Day, and we just took time, some time out to pray for our president and for our leaders. But uh, we know that First Timothy says that we're to pray for kings and for all who know, are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So we want to be able to uh, pray for our nation, pray for the Church, that the Church gets back to the Word of God. So I pray for revival. I pray for um, a great awakening in our nation. Now, there is revival that takes place in different parts of the world. Uh, I think where the uh, Church is growing the fastest is in parts of the Middle East, like in Iran. Uh, In in China, the church has been growing. Uh, But they are growing even though persecution has taken place against them. And so perhaps there might be uh, revival that takes place as a result of persecution that comes. I I don't know. Uh, We do know that Paul says that in the last days it will be perilous times, very difficult times, dangerous times. Uh, we also know that Paul would write in that same chapter, Second Timothy chapter 3, that all those who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So you and I who desire to live for Christ, that there will be some degree of persecution that will take place, whether it's at the workplace or from family members or from old friends or, or whatever the case may be. So uh, could persecution get worse as we get closer to the return of the Lord? Very well could be. Could there be an outpouring of God's Spirit before the return of the Lord? I pray for that. Um, And the two could be happening simultaneously. Um, And so, um, you know, that's something that uh, we need to be on our knees. We need to be praying for revival, praying for our leaders, praying for our communities, praying for our church. And, uh, And I know that God, he wants to save. Um, he wants to save this country. He wants to save our, the people in our community. And so we're to be given to prayer. And uh, whether persecution is going to get worse in our own nation, it very well could be, but I don't know for sure. So something to think about and pray through. Hey, three zero three we've got a couple open lines, but we're going to go to Frank Ta- Franktown, uh, just south of Parker, and uh, Milo is on. Is it Milo? Milo. Milo, how are you, Milo?
1: I'm good, thank you.
3: How can we minister to you today?
1: Well, I'm calling for a praise. Um, I've been estranged, my husband and I both, from our daughters for going a little over four years. And um, I got really weak at times, I'm telling you, you know, but I kept, I kept my faith. the Lord, and I have to thank him for this because it did bring me closer to him, but Saturday, my girls came over to let me know that my youngest had been accepted to med school, and we just visited, and it felt like it it used to. Um, There's still a man that's involved that I pray that the scales are removed from our girls' eyes. And they see what he is not doing as a godly man. And mm-hmm. um, and that's still in the mix. But they came over. So good. praise God for that.
3: And you had a good visit?
1: A great visit.
3: Good. You know, and I think that's a great encouragement, Milu, to those who are listening. Because, you know, I've talked to a number of people on the show here that... They are, uh, their relationship with their uh, perhaps parents or with their uh, children are strained or even severed. And they've gone weeks, they've gone months, they've gone years without talking to them. And they're in prayer. And it is um, a very difficult time. I, I, you know, raising four kids, I can't imagine that. Um, But it does happen for whatever reason. And I think it's a great testimony to those to keep praying. And, you know, one of the last charges that Paul gave to Timothy is that, Timothy, you must endure affliction. And we're afflicted when we go through that um, oh, yeah. time of difficulty and separation. And um, and it's hard. And one of the things that I, I want to uh, press upon on Wednesday nights, we're going through the book of Jeremiah. and And sometimes when you go through chapter after chapter of Jeremiah's talking about, you know, a nation that's dying and um, the Lord brokenheartedly and Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, talking about judgment was going to come, turn back to him. But we go through chapter after chapter and we think, Why, Lord, why so much? And, and, and the Lord you know, reiterating that it's going to be bad news for you because he wants us to understand that, listen, that this is what happens if you walk in disobedience or sin. And it's kind of like job, you know job, you have the first two chapters of Job that people pretty much know about or are interested in, and then you have to all those chapters from chapters three up to chapter thirty seven of Job sitting in the ash heap you know with sackcloth and and um having this discussion with his three uh, friends that uh end up being miserable counselors, but all these chapters going. Through it, and I think why all the chapters, and in the last few chapters, the Lord speaks to Job, and it's because when you're in a season like you were in, or a season where we're going through trials or loss or difficulty, it seems so long, doesn't it? It, it does seems seem long. so long,
1: and and, and like, you Lord, keep wanting to interfere, like my yeah. me, I kept wanting to interfere, and and I had to, to hold back and trust God. And yeah. and I'm still I'm still trusting I'm still trusting. This was just one step, but we yeah, were abs- close. We were a close family. We raised livestock, Good. did the whole 4H thing. I mean, we Great. were close. And Good. it was it was um, a situation that it was like the perfect storm, and Satan Satan stepped in and got a hold. And um, there's he still things that. that need to be resolved. And there's still things that need to be, you know, like I say, I, I pray the scales yeah. are removed from their eyes. They need to see what this man is not doing as a godly man yeah. And um, as far as, as we are concerned. And, yeah. um, but it's a step, and it's such a huge step for us. And I yeah. just praise God that praise God. they were there Saturday, and we talked, yeah. and, and it felt good. so good. And we hugged.
3: And good. and God is good.
1: great.
3: He is good, Father. I thank you for Milu and her her testimony, and what you've done in restoring the relationship with her daughters. And you know, having two daughters myself, uh, I can sense her heart, um, the joy that she has, um, the thankfulness. And in those times, the weeks, and the months, and the years that went by, where the relationship was um, strained and severed, and There was silence that, Lord, I thank you that uh, this last weekend was a tremendous blessing. And, Lord, I pray that uh, you would just continue to uh, bring restoration and understanding. And, Lord, that um, um, the the men and and daughters' lives, that they would, um, Lord, that you work in their hearts. You know the issues and you know those things that, um, that you desire to do in their hearts for them to be godly men that you would do that work. And I pray that you would just uh, continue to draw all of them to you and to um, be reminded of your goodness and uh, your faithfulness. And so, Lord, just continue to work. Be with Milu and um, just continue to grow their relationship. Just work uh, in a powerful, mighty way. Show yourself strong on behalf of this family. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Thank you. And thanks for everybody you prayed.
3: You bet. Thank absolutely. You, you bet me, Luke. God bless you.
1: You too. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye. God wants to bring restoration and in relationships and restore and bring forgiveness. And I know that sometimes it's a long, long process, but it is his desire. You keep praying in those uh, situations. Well, before we go to break, we do want to go to Denver where Tim's on line two. Hi, Tim.
1: Hi, Pastor. How are you?
3: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm doing okay. Um, So at my work currently, I feel like I'm in um, a hostile work environment. She's uh, My manager has been spreading a lot of, like, falsehoods about me, saying I've been dishonest and whatnot, and um, I have a HR meeting with her and HR tomorrow morning, um, and I'm just really kind of nervous about it um, and really hoping that the truth gets out from all of it Absol- as well. So
3: Absol- Absolutely. You know, there was somebody in the Bible that went through that, right? In the Old Testament. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. It was Daniel. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and da- Daniel was one that was accused wrongly of, of um, you know, and he was, you know, the king was tricked into, um, you know, uh, making the decree that anybody prays to any other God but him, you know, that they be thrown in the lion's den, but Daniel was faithful to the Lord. And it says that he continued to do um what he had done customarily all the days of his life, and that was he he turned towards Jerusalem and he prayed and, and the Lord was there and, and delivered him. And as you are going in and being honest and just honor the Lord with your heart um and trust in him, um he's gonna be there. He's your protector. Uh, He's your strong tower. Um, He is there for you in your time of need. And just keep looking to Him. And of course, um, there's going to be that time where we're nervous because it is difficult. And, And I'm going to read from David writes in Psalm 59, But I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning. For you have been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble you oh my strength i will sing praises for god is my defense my god of <coughs> mercy and that's what i'm going to pray for you as you have this meeting in the morning for god's mercy and his strength and uh, that he truly will be your defense so lord i pray for uh tim i just pray that you would just um be with um her and just bless her and and lord i just pray that as she uh goes before the hr uh, that the truth would come out, and, uh, Lord, that uh, she would trust in you and rest in you. And, and Lord, we can be accused of things wrongly, uh, but, Lord, that um, that you would just be her protector in every way, her strength, her strong tower. And, uh, Lord, that you would just, um, just uh, bring her to that place where uh, she is uh, defended by you, and everything, Lord, uh, will come out that needs to come out, um, so I just lift her up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Be praying, okay?
1: Thank you, Pastor. What was the psalm again?
3: It's Psalm 59, verses Thank 16 so and 17 that I read to you. Hey, God bless you. We got open lines, so please give us a call, 303-690-3000. We're going to be back in two minutes. So we'll see you in just uh, after the other side of the break. Welcome
0: back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Greeley in Northern Colorado and so glad to be with you once again. And so we have all open lines, 303-690-3000. And I know everybody's gone back to work and back to school after a holiday weekend, President's Day, but give me a call. And I'd love to hear from you guys on the East Coast as well, from Hope and Truth FM. We welcome you. The call-in at the number that you just heard, 303-690-3000, is the call-in number, and the text line is 720-336-0897. And so text me a question or prayer request and uh, so if perhaps you've been wanting to ask a question, this is a time for you to call in right now as we have uh, the lines that uh, are all open and uh, so let me know you're out there. hope you're having a blessed day or're having a safe commute if you're down in the uh, metro area or, or Colorado Springs or anywhere along the front range you're commuting. Uh, I hope that uh, today's show is being a blessing to you. Uh, want to. Um, also, encourage you if perhaps you're taking the kids to uh, basketball practice or maybe making a snack, if you got a chance to give us a call, this would be a great time to do that. 303 690 3000 as you're tuned in to Calvary Live. Do want to let you know that on tomorrow night, we'll be back in Jeremiah, uh, continuing to go through that book. I've already spoken a little bit about the book uh, to a previous caller that we're going through. And Jeremiah is speaking to a nation that has. Um, you know, there's, uh, they, they had a form of religiousness. Uh, they uh, were there doing uh, religious activities at the temple as Josiah, the last of the good kings, came along. But what they did is they brought in the false gods, and they were just worshiping those false gods uh, along with Jehovah. And uh, so the Lord is, uh, is addressing them and their false gods that they are worshiping, uh, their false worship. Uh, he's addressing the false prophets and their false confidence because they were putting their confidence in the temple, saying the temple, the temple. Ezekiel brings that point out. And we need to remember that in um, you know, our Christianity that it's not about religious activity because religion never saved anybody. It's about relationship with Jesus Christ. And um, the Lord desires for us to put our confidence in him. And one of the things that I always tell a congregation, we never want to put our confidence in just a name or uh, of a church or a building or how many people are coming or how big our budget is. Our confidence is in Jesus Christ alone. Jesus Christ and Him crucified the cross. And that's uh, where we need to uh, stay focused on. Uh, Paul, when he came to Corinth, he said, I came preaching nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified And so, um, very important things for us to consider, very relevant for us today uh, as we go through the book of Jeremiah. If you've never done a study, we invite you to come out. If you're up here in northern Colorado at 7 o'clock, we got a place for all the kids, for middle schoolers, high schoolers, uh, children's ministry. Got a wonderful children's ministry um, that that, uh, I'm very, very much pleased with the kids. Uh, coming and getting blessed and those who volunteer. And then also we have nursery and toddlers as well. Your children will be loved and taken care of. And then we're going to be worshiping and and studying God's Word together. So come out on a Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. And then also on Sunday morning, we're in Second Timothy. Powerful study that we're doing on Sunday morning. These are the last words of Paul the Apostle. And um, we uh, are just the Holy Spirit moving through the heart of Paul as he gives these final words in charge to Timothy before he faces the axemen. And so come join us. We have three morning services on Sunday, 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. So you can check us out on our website at calvarychapelgreely.org. That's Calvary Chapel Greeley. one word, g-r-e-e-l-e-y dot o-r-g for directions, Further information, service times, it's all right there. Love to meet you. Love to serve your family. So, hey, we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. So grab one of those open lines. Got plenty of time in the program uh, to get to your call. And the text line, once again, is 720-336-0897. In the meantime, let's go to Frederick. Mm -hmm. Ryan's on line one. Hi, Ryan.
2: Hi, how are you, Pastor?
3: good how are you
2: today oh not too bad thank you
3: how can we minister to you
0: um i have a good family friend that needs a prayer request um he's battling throat cancer right now and it's not stage four it's not looking
2: too good but we all know that Mm. god can change that and heal and we just he really needs prayer right now
3: absolutely we'd love to pray and so father we do we pray for ryan uh, has a family friend that has throat cancer. Cancer is very serious and cancer that can be aggressive. And so, Lord, um, whatever stage it is in, we just pray, first of all, that you being the great physician, that you would bring healing, uh, that you would bring relief, that you would bring, um, Lord, just um, just comfort and strength to his family friend. And so, Lord, we know there's nothing too difficult because you are almighty God. And uh, so we pray for your touch upon his throat, uh, upon his body. Uh, We also pray for the medical team that is ministering to him, uh, that you would just give them wisdom and direction. If you choose to use them in the treatments, whatever is taking place to bring healing, that you would do that. Lord, but I pray for Ryan's friend. You know who he is. And I pray that you would draw him to yourself. Um, that you would just speak to his heart and that you would give Ryan just wisdom and direction and ministering uh, to his uh, friend. And um, Lord, that you would give him the words to speak. And it's so difficult in in times like this. But Ryan has words of hope to give because our hope is in you. And I even think about as I was just talking about um, Paul and writing his last words, he kept his eyes on eternity. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. So, Father, I pray for your healing upon Ryan's uh, friend. um, And, Lord, we just give them to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Ryan. We'll keep praying. All right.
2: Thank you, sir. Have a good day.
3: You too, Ryan. God bless you. Thanks. I'm thinking of, you know, I'm reminded of Paul the Apostle. When he was writing to uh, Timothy for the last time, he knows that, as he writes, that my departures at hand, and um, he knows that he is going to be executed. And uh, his first imprisonment, he didn't know when he wrote the prison epistles of Philippians, Philemon, Ephesians, and Colossians. But this time, he does know, and uh, he's at the end of his life. Uh, there's no more ministry for Paul. There's no more sermons. There's no more epistles he's going to write. There's no no more churches to establish. Um, he knows uh, that he is going to as he's in this terrible place, uh, the Tulianum Dungeon, uh, which was a horrible place. And he's there, uh, stripped down to his tunic. In his last words, as he's talking about his departure, he says, Timothy, bring my coat to me uh, before winter. Um, it's cold in this place. It's damp. And bring the parchment. But one of the things that Paul does when he begins the epistle of 2 Timothy, he says, Um, that I write to you Timothy according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus and as you read that last words of Paul he's not complaining he's not murmuring he's not fretting uh, he's not upset Um, he is remembering the promise of eternal life that we have through Jesus Christ and we can be grateful as we go through the trials of our own lives and when we feel perhaps imprisoned or um, you know as we've already talked to somebody about a difficult workplace uh, where it's just a, just feels like a bad place to be, or perhaps that you're going through sickness or whatever the case may be, that we have the promise of eternal life through Christ Jesus, and to keep our eyes on eternity and to also know that we have a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. and um, And, you know... Uh, I'm so thankful that it's not a dead hope; it's a living hope. And so, keep your eyes on Him. Hey, we got all open lines that I can see: three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Give me a call. Love to pray with you. Love to answer your questions. Uh, here on Calvary Line, the the text line is seven two zero three three six, zero eight nine seven. But we're going to go to the text line. And one of the questions is: Is the Amplified Bible trustworthy? Um, and, um, you know, I'm not an expert on the, uh, Bible translations, but I believe it's a word for word translation. And the Amplified Bible, uh, was a, uh, first published, I believe in 1965 in the mid sixties. Uh, it was largely a revision of the American standard version. Um, and, um, so the Amplified, uh, Bible was published in in different stages. Um, And uh, the Gospel of John and then the New Testament and then the Old Testament volume would come after that. Um, The Amplified Bible attempts to take both word meaning and context into account in order to accurately translate the original text from one language into another. Um, So, uh, What it does, the Amplified Bible, is it does it by the use of explanatory alternative readings and to assist the reader in understanding what Scripture really says. So it can be valuable in a study tool, um, as the different alternative renderings can be uh, given an additional insight to the meaning of the text. Um, The problem is um, that the words... Um, can um, be used that um, doesn't give a clear meaning or something. But the Amplified Bible, people like it. And um, For example, in in John 1, it it might read in the beginning, and then the Amplified Bible says, before all time uh, was the Word, and then in parentheses, Christ, and the Word was God. So it can be a good Bible um, study tool. I personally don't read it. I like to just uh, read the Bible and in um, and, um, and, and my studies and uh, be able to just go through it. So, hey, 303 690 is the number to call. Love to hear from you. The text number is seven two zero three three six, zero eight nine seven, 336 897 and uh, give me a text. I'd love to answer your questions or give your prayer requests. One of the text questions that came in is, Can a woman baptize somebody? And that is a very good question. Uh, we know that baptism, we're doing actually a baptism this Sunday uh, after the third service uh, here at Calvary Greeley, and we know that baptism is identifying with Christ in, in our, uh, as we've come to faith in Him. It's that public declaration, proclamation that I'm a follower of Christ. And Romans chapter 6 says we identify with Christ through baptism. And as we go under the water, it symbolizes that uh, we are, um, you know, the old man, the old woman is dead, our sins are buried, um, and then coming out of the water, we live in this newness of life, in this new resurrected life. And it's a wonderful picture of um, identifying with Christ, baptism. Um, But as we go through the New Testament, of course, Jesus said, uh, go out. and making disciples and baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Baptism is something that the Lord uh, tells us that, um, to do, gives a commandment. We don't have to be baptized in order to be saved. We are baptized to declare that we are saved. But it is an important step in the, the life of a believer. And as we look at those who baptize, we know the apostles baptized, uh, We also know in the early church on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 got saved. Uh, Peter says, you know, get saved and be baptized. Uh, Who did all the baptizing? Was it just the apostles? Was it the other disciples? Um, We're not clearly sure. Uh, We do know that Philip, he baptized the Ethiopian eunuch, and he was a deacon in the church. And then we also know that Paul the apostle baptized as well. Uh, It doesn't give uh, any prohibition of women baptizing others. Uh, Usually it is the pastor of the church that baptizes, or uh, we've done baptism where uh, the head of the house wanted to baptize. Um, So the Bible doesn't speak against women baptizing. But it's a very good, um, very, very good uh, um, question that is asked. And uh, never been asked that in all my years of ministry. So something to look at and... The Bible doesn't really address that specifically. Um, another text question has come in because I'm waiting for phone calls to come in. And um, and so I want to remind you again hey, give me a call, 303 690 3000. We got wide open lines today, and um, people are back at work and back at school. But if you got time, give me a call on Calvary Live here. Uh, One of the text questions that's come in is, uh, what are the books of the Bible I should go through as someone who is interested in Christianity but still struggles with doubt and hardness of heart? And that is a good question as well. Um, I think a good book to go through is go through the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John was written to show us that Jesus is deity. But what I love about the Gospel of John is uh, it is written uh, to show us that Jesus is the Son of God, and the great I am statements, and and Jesus coming along saying that I am the resurrection and the life. I am the door. I am the vine. I am the uh, way, the truth, and life. I'm the bread of life. And as you just go through John's Gospel, there's that call to believe in him um, for intimacy, that he truly is the Son of God who came and died for sin. sins. So I think uh, that John's Gospel is a really, really good book to start out. And that's one of the books that we encourage people uh, that uh, are new to the faith to read John's Gospel or those who are investigating who Jesus is to read the Gospel of John. And uh, so I would in, um, just encourage you and uh, I would uh, give that advice John's Gospel is a very, very good book, or any of the Gospels really is, but particularly John's Gospel. And uh, as you go through the four Gospels that are in the scripture, they were given to different audiences. Like Matthew was written to show us that Jesus is the King of Kings, kind of with the Jewish mind. And that's why you read in Matthew's Gospel that there's a lot of quotes from the Old Testament showing that Jesus fulfilled the Old Testament prophecies uh, of, um, you know, coming Messiah. uh, Mark, Uh, he wrote uh, to show us that Jesus is the perfect servant. Uh, Luke, who was a Gentile, he was not a uh, Jew. He was not one of the apostles. Some people think that he's showing us that Jesus is the perfect man. Um, He's writing to the Greeks, and then John's writing to all men, uh, showing that Jesus is divine. And so that is um, uh, a good book to read and to give to somebody that perhaps is investigating. Don't be afraid to give somebody a Bible and say, just read the Gospel of John. Just read through it and uh, and just allow the Holy Spirit to touch your lives. Um, one of the things, too, as I'm waiting for uh, a, a phone call, um, what does the Bible have to say about investing your money versus gambling your money? Seeing how investing can be a huge gamble uh, if you lose money, I have made bad investments and lost money. I've also gambled money and won big amounts. What would be the difference? Well, um, you know, uh, if you have won money gambling, uh, then you're one of the um, lucky ones because I have known many people that have uh, lost a lot of money. Uh, they have uh, gotten themselves deep into trouble and, uh, with gambling. Uh, gambling is something that we're to stay away from. The Bible says, listen, when it comes to money, that you are to be wise with your money. And that means being wise and investing in it. Um, that invest in the kingdom of God is what we are to do as well. So the Bible has a lot to say about debt and those things. So I would say be wise in your investments. And there's, you know, um, I'm not an investor of money, uh, but uh, gambling I don't think is uh, wise. Personally, I, I've known too many people that um, their finances have been destroyed because of gambling, and, um, and it just is bad news, and then it leads to an addiction. Um, you can get on a plane and go to Vegas, and the people are all happy and everything going there, and then coming back, you know, they're you know depressed and down some people have lost everything so uh stay away from the gambling and uh, just be wise in investing and remember the greatest investment that you can make is storing up your treasures in heaven and uh, but you know there's plenty of people to talk to um and uh, one of the things um Dave Ramsey uh that he has a ministry that will help you when it comes to uh managing uh your money budgeting your money Uh, and even some sound, good biblical advice about investing your money. So that's a good, good resource for you. Hey, we do have somebody uh, on the line. Let's go to Terry from Denver. Hi, Terry. Hi,
1: Pastor. Hello.
3: How how are you? You're on Calvary Live.
1: Thank you. It's good to speak with you, Pastor. And I've used the Dave Ramsey program, and it's a great program. It really helped me. Good,
3: good. Super, I called
1: yeah. to today to ask for a prayer request if you wouldn't mind. Um, no,
3: I don't mind.
1: Oh, thank and, you. Go and ahead. And your prayer
3: request? Your prayer request?
1: Yes, I have reoccurring vertigo and tinnitus, and I had a very severe attack a week and a half ago. Oh, no. And any refer.
3: Terry, just I think go back i kind of to
1: work today. Uh, okay. just very discouraged over it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And you broke up a little bit, but you got vertigo and um and Tinnitus. Tinnitus. yeah. And that's with your hearing. Um, and so yeah, and it is frustrating because, you know, my mom is dealing with that with vertigo and um, yeah. she she, you know, is very frustrated by it and it's hard to function during the day when you got it coming at you and, and kind of puts you down. So, Father, I pray for Terry as she has vertigo. It is something that will um, you can't function during the day. She's going back to work. I pray that you would just bring healing to her, uh, heal her ears so she can hear or get the ringing out of her ears, Lord. Um, and I just pray for your healing right now. Touch her body. Take the dizziness um, the um, everything else, the spinning away, the ringing in her ears away, that she can go to work uh, as it reoccurs. Lord, I just pray for your touch upon her, that you would bless her, and you would encourage her, Lord, um, that uh, she would experience your grace and your mercy right now, uh, and we pray for this healing upon her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.
1: Pastor, thank you so much. I so appreciate Be it. Back.
3: You bet. You call any time for prayer, okay?
1: Thank you. Bye
3: bye. Apps. Bye bye. Oh, vertigo. It's it's something that some of you probably um, suffer with, and, and um, just talking with those, I know that it's very much of uh, something that can really put you down. So um, we're going to be praying for Terry. Let's go to Pennsylvania with Betty Jane.
1: Oh. hi. Hi, how Betty are Jane.
3: I'm good. How are you?
1: Good. Fine. Thanks. Um, I- I'm really blessed to be able to speak with you. Uh, I'm calling for prayer for my family and friends, um, for my, my work. Um, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm hoping to start a program where I can be trained in a very special way. And, uh, I believe God has made a way for me to do that. And so, um, I just, I need prayer for that. And, um, Absolutely. prayer for, a, a, a marriage partner. um, a in the future,
3: please. Okay. Absolutely. And I appreciate you calling. So, Father, I pray for Betty Jane. I just pray that as she needs prayer for various things, uh, uh, to be able to minister to family and friends in a very special way as you put some things on her heart, that you continue for her to, as you're the one that opens doors that no man shuts, um, that you shut doors also that no man opens, and the doors that you have opened to her that she would... Uh, Just see you working as she goes through those doors. Um, She is being led by you, directed by you. And Lord, if it's your will for a marriage partner, um, I just pray that you would um, just comfort her heart. And um, Lord, that she would look to you, that you would provide for her in every way. And Lord, that uh, you would just continue to direct her day by day, um, step by step. We can make the plans, but as the Word of God says that you direct the steps, and Lord, you promise that as we go to you, that you um, will um, be there to be a voice behind us, saying, "This is the way. You walk in it." And so we just pray all this for for Betty Jane in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you. you for your kind pastoring. I really appreciate it.
3: You're welcome, Betty Jane. Okay. God bless you.
1: Thank you. I bless you too. God bless you. Bye bye. Uh-huh.
3: Well, we're getting towards the end of the show, and we do have, uh, uh, we're going to stay here in Greeley where I'm at. We're going to go to Ben on line one. Hi, Ben.
0: Hi, Pastor. How are you?
3: I'm good. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm doing good. Um, I know you're getting close to the end. I just had a quick question about baptism. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I was saved and baptized when i was younger like 13 years old um and i went through a period of time um where i kind of drifted you know pretty far from god and now i'm walking closely with him again and i've been Good. kind of hearing hearing that i should get baptized again and um i was just curious your thoughts on that
3: well you don't have to be baptized again um you know it depends kind of when you're 13 were you baptized? Did you understand it, you know, uh, that you're identifying with Christ? Sometimes I've had people, they're baptized at an infant or um, m- maybe as a child, and they didn't really understand it, and this time it really meant something to them. So that's the first factor for you, uh, but you don't have to be uh, rebaptized if you knew what baptism was about. But the important thing is is that you're coming back to the Lord, you're growing in the Lord, And, um, and that, you know, you, you went out in the waters to identify with Christ and, um, and the Lord welcomes us back with open arms as we come back from the backsliding to live for him. And, uh, he'll guide you in that, you know, what, what were your uh, motives for being baptized when you were a teenager? Uh, you may want to say, you know, I just want to do this again, um, to, you know, to make that proclamation that I'm a follower of Christ and I identify with Christ because it really means something to me now. So that's really kind of up to you whether you want to do that or not.
0: Okay. All right. But if I if I understood what was happening and everything, like, I'm still cloaked in, in, in His yeah. righteousness through that baptism, and okay.
3: okay. Yeah, then you, you don't have to be baptized. Because baptism is important, but um, it, it isn't that... Um, You know, you have to be baptized over and over and over again. And, um, you know, the other side of the spectrum as well is some people, um, you know, they don't understand what baptism is about, and you can be baptized a hundred times, and it just means you're getting wet, Uh, you know, if if you're not understanding that that it's, you know, identifying with Christ. But if you understood it, then, you know, you— you know, it's it's there's there's nothing in the scripture that demands for you to be baptized again. So
0: Okay. All right. All right. B- thank you, Pastor. Thank you.
3: But but Ben, the important thing is you keep close to the Lord. You keep following him yeah. keep learning of him. Stay yoked to him and uh and keep growing in him. And uh be that yeah. testimony of God's goodness. All right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank right. you. Thank you very
3: much. I bet, Ben. Hey, God bless right. everybody for calling there, and and uh, always enjoy being with you uh, as we come to the end of the show. And thankful that um, that we can pray together and go to God's word. God bless you. Looking forward to next time. And uh, be careful out there. Drive safe, and and we'll be back at the same time.